Lord, we bless you. We thank you for this opportunity to stand before your people. Proclaim the gospel, for we are not ashamed of the gospel. The power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth. Lord, we pray that you are blessed today. Save, heal, strengthen, and deliver. Don't let us leave the same way we came. God, as I open my mouth, word my mouth, give me what to say. Give your people an ear to hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. Let the words of my mouth, the meditation of my heart, be acceptable in thy sight. O Lord, my strength and my redeemer, all of God's people said, amen. You may have your seats. We thank God for this setting for all of you. May God bless you. Several years ago, we had a few years in a row, we had a musical celebration celebrating our minister of music and his family. The pandemic came along and for the last several years we have not had those musicals, but we have never failed to give him a gift from the church on his anniversary. So I want Elder McNair to know that today we're doing the same thing on behalf of the Holy Fellowship Church. We have a love token, amen, for our minister of music. Been with us 20, with a 22, 20, 23 years, y'all, that's unheard of to get a musician. Come on, y'all, let's give it up for him. 23 years. I thank God for you and your family. Y'all are, y'all are ble- a blessing to this ministry. If anybody see fit, y'all want to bless them, put something in their hands, it's all right. But the church has a gift for you on today. I want to say that because we don't, I don't like, the, you know, sometimes people go crazy. And I'm not one of those that do a whole lot of, you don't need no pom-pom to celebrate nobody. No, sir. Amen. But I celebrate you today. Thank you, sir. I thank God for you and your ministry and your, your entire family. Today, I want you to go with me, and I promise you we won't be long. Preach, Bishop. John three sixteen, Ephesians 2 and 8. Thank God on yesterday, Superintendent Evans officiated and helped me out a lot. Thank you so much, Superintendent Evans the entire church family. It's a wonderful thing to have genuine love for someone else. Mm-hmm. Amen. A lot of people can tell you they love you, but the actions don't back it up. My Lord. But I thank God for every last one of you. John three sixteen. it reads, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. That's his purpose for coming. Ephesians 2 
and 8. For by grace are ye saved through faith, and then not of yourself, it is the gift of God. Not of works, lest any man should boast. Keep your Bible, we got some more scripture. Thank God for the reading of his word. I want to talk this morning for a few minutes from the subject, the truth about God's grace. All right. The truth about God's grace. We are living in the last days, and the Bible tells us that in the last days, some shall what depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. Last days, some will not endure sound doctrine. They know it's sound doctrine, but they will not continue in sound doctrine. One of the biggest movements right now is the doctrine of grace that certain people have picked up and it's fooling a lot of people. I was watching the channel a few years ago, and the preacher said, my church was struggling. We weren't moving. I wasn't taking in no members. I asked God, Lord, what, what's going on? And he said, God told him, you're preaching too much about sin. You need to preach about grace. Now, that's what he said God told him. So he gave an example. That uh, when you get saved, you were saved by grace. But that was still grace left over. So when you sin next week, next month, you don't have to go back and confess because you got leftover grace. And I'm looking for folks to get up and walk out the sanctuary and nobody left. But now he has one of the Largest churches in the world because he's telling people you don't have to confess because you have leftover grace. Now y'all didn't know word, y'all know that that nowhere nowhere truth according to the word of God. It's almost like saying to the parent that child get in trouble again. And the parents say, well, I whooped you so good last time, I don't have to spank you no more. And y'all know that that didn't happen in my household. I don't believe it happened in most of yours either. We're living in a time that people sit up in the pews, in the chairs, and they get more caught up in the personality of the person than they do the spirit of God. And they're worshiping the person more so than being caught up in the spirit. That's why when certain people die, the ministers just go down because that's who they were worshiping instead of lifting up the name of the Lord. So God moved on me to talk very briefly about the truth about God's grace. Couple of things I want you to understand. Grace is God's unmerited favor. 
You didn't deserve it, but because of his love, he did it anyway. Grace is God's unmerited favor. Mercy is the act of sparing or forbearance. He don't give you what you deserve, but he pities you and have mercy on you. Long-suffering is to tolerate, to be patient with you, and not easily provoked. So when I look around the church, all of us have experienced his grace. All of us have experienced his mercy. You got in trouble, but everybody didn't know it. It could have been on CNN. But he had mercy on you. All of us have experienced mercy. And all of us have experienced long-suffering. Meaning he had patience. He didn't cut you off. He didn't kill you. He suffered long with you. How many got saved the first time you heard about Jesus? None of us. But he suffered long with us. Not willing that any of us should perish. But all of us should come to repentance. That's why I don't believe in people being celebrities in the ministry. Thank God for the gift. Thank God for why he's using people. And, but to God be the glory for everything that happens. You might think you're spectacular, but without God, you really can't do nothing. How you know, preacher? Because in him we live, in him we move. And in him we have our being. Thank God. I bring some good messages, I believe, sometime. But guess what? To God be the glory. I don't care. You can sing and wreck the house. Thank God for your voice. But to God be the glory. The truth about God's grace. Romans 6 and 1. And I just want to talk to you. Paul asked a question, Romans 6 and 1. What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound, increase? He answered, God forbid. How shall we that are dead to sin live any longer therein? How can you be a new creature and still sinning. Any man be in Christ, what? He's a new creature. Behold, all things have all things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. So do we continue in sin that God's grace may be increased? No. Let me tell you, if you're saved, listen to me. Those Facebook, whoever you are, if you hear me, listen to this. If you're saved and regret something that you didn't do, you're not saved. You know what? If I had known, I would have robbed the bank. Back, you know, when I went up there and the security car wasn't even there, I could have robbed the bank. Now, if you're saved and you got some regrets about something you didn't do, you are really not saved. If you're really saved, you thank God he had mercy on you and he had long suffering on you that he didn't cut you off before you got saved. I'm sitting up here regretting. Gracious, I could be set for life. Yeah, you could be set for hell too. 
couple of things about grace. Grace was never intended to give you a license to sin. Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? How are you going to continue in sin when you say you just came out of sin? Why would you continue in something that you said you just stopped? I don't lie no more. I don't curse. I don't do whatever lottery, whatever it is. How are you going to continue in something that you've just been delivered from? Say mean to be delivered, y'all. Do y'all know that? Say mean to be delivered. So how can you continue in something that you've been? Uh-oh, Lord, I wasn't going to say that. Ooh. Lord, you sure? He How can you continue to shout when you say you're saved and knowing that you're living in sin? Y'all, y'all don't like y'all don't like my preaching. Y'all don't like my preaching. Why buy the cow when you can get the milk free? We as people of God. We have to live a life that people can see the Jesus in us. Are, are y'all hearing me? I'm, I'm hearing all this stuff on TV and these folks sitting up in there 5,000, 10,000. The Bible says study to show thyself approved. A workman need not be ashamed rightly dividing the word of truth. I told y'all this before. In my early ministry, my first or second year ministry, I'm doing the Bible study and I said something, and I was in error. I had a preacher send up there, a member of my church. He didn't try to embarrass me. He told me after this Bible study, can I see your office for a minute? I said, sure. Went to my office. He had his Bible with him, and he showed me where I was in error when I just told the membership. You know what I did? I thanked him for it. And the next Bible study, I corrected it. You know why? You can't have too much pride to be corrected. I don't care who you are. You cannot have too much pride to confess that I was wrong. I was wrong. He had the Bible to show me. It wasn't, it wasn't a salvation issue, but I was wrong. So I corrected it. Yeah, we got to get to a point. Well, the preacher should have to point you out for you to know you in sin. God has spoke to you about what you want to do and the preacher called you out. Lay it in the green. Woo! That's me. God told me to tell you. He already told you. You didn't get excited then. But when the preacher told you, you just acting a fool. Woo! <laughs> He's talking about me. Why you didn't get excited when Jesus told you? We get more into people than we get into God. That's why it, it always bothered me when I hear that things were not the same. Back in the day, when I was not here, some people decided, well, I'll do this, I'll do that. We, we kind of overcome that now. But Holy Fellowship Ministry is not built on pain at the foundation. Holy Fellowship Ministry and not built on me and my wife being the foundation. We are the founders, but God is the foundation. Jesus is the foundation of this ministry. And you need to study that if I say something in error, you won't be agreeing with me when I'm wrong. Study to show yourself approved. 
But the path they're supposed to be wrong, I know, but I'm human. And if I'm wrong, I'll stand up and tell you I'm wrong. Y'all don't like that, but that, that's fine. Romans 2 and 4. Romans 2 and 4. I despise thou the riches of his goodness and forbearance and long-suffering, not knowing that the goodness of God leadeth thee to repentance. Is anybody here that God been so good that you just had to change your mind and start living for him? He kept you from that. I think that I believe that was you that said you told him if he gets you out of this mess in jail that you would pray. Yeah, y'all be saying he he's not crazy, he's just praising God because that's what he told him. He told him he was he was facing how many years were you facing? Forty. He was facing 40 years in prison. Told the Lord, if you get me out of here, I pray you for the rest of my day. That's why when the music stopped, he still be. He made God a promise. God been so 40 years. He's still being there right now. But look where he is. He's on the front row of the church because God has been so good. Some of you all let your mind go back to where you've been. The goodness of God leading thee to repentance. Repentance means to change your mind. Lord, you've been so good, I'm going to change my mind and live for you. Lord, you've been so good, I surrender my life to you. Lord, you've been so good, I live for you for the rest of my days. We're talking about the truth. About God's grace. Come on, y'all, let's go. First John. I feel the priest coming on, but I want to teach. First John 1. I'm going to tell y'all something. The crowd don't bother me. Whether it's a small crowd or a large crowd, I got to go for myself. If somebody decides they don't want to go, it, it don't affect me at all. I got to answer for myself. And when we stand before the judge, both small and great, he's not going to call us by auxiliaries, our departments, our denominations, our churches. Every last one of us got to give an account of our deeds, both great and small. My main goal, my main goal, God knows I want to see people saved. And I would love to see people join the church. But if you don't even join the church, I want you to be saved. If you're in Facebook and I never see you, you might be in California. But if this word can do something to help you, I feel like my living will not be in vain. Because there are so many false teachers out there now. That make it sound, I, 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 I know y'all might not see the parallel, but I won't even say it. Let's go. First John, something some y'all might not get the same way I get it. First John 1 and 9. If we, what? Confess. First John 1 and 9. If we confess our sins, guess what? 
He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. You know what you've done wrong. You confess it. He's faithful and just to forgive you and then clean you up from things that you're not even aware of. I told you, I'm not, I'm not hooping today. I got some witnesses here right now. Man that I invited to Holy Fellowship to preach from South Georgia stood up in this pulpit and read this scripture and declared you don't even have to confess because of God's grace. You, you remember that? You know what I did? I made a long distance phone call and let them know you will never be preaching at Holy Fellowship again. How can you read this scripture and then tell people you don't even have to confess? You do have to confess. Stop shouting over all your sin. Stop testifying over all your sin. No, you haven't forgiven folks. Give it unto God. You better get yourself together. You better confess everything that you know is not right. Well, don't nobody know it but me and God. That's all who need to know it. People sitting up in church. Somebody sitting next to you, you move to the other side of the church. They come down this aisle. Uh-oh, I'm going down the other aisle. And I, I hope that don't happen here. I'm not talking about Holy Fellowship. Y'all, I'm talking about in, in, in the church world. I'm talking about, y'all, can, can I tell y'all something? One of the greatest tests for spiritual maturity is when you can treat your enemy like your friend. When you know the one that told a lie on you and you walk up to her, what's up? And the devil that told that lie on me called me bishop. Bishop, what's up? I'm superintendent. I'm, Negro, you're the one that told. Are you crazy? <laughs> I had to deal with it. I can let him know that what he did had affected me. You know why? I'm not going to, whatever you do, I'm not going to let you call me to go to hell. I am not going to hell for nobody. Well, you just don't know what they did. It don't matter what they did. It does not matter what they said. I'm going to forgive you whether you ask me to forgive you or not. You know why? If I don't forgive you, my heavenly father won't forgive me. So the gospel of grace says, if you confess, He's faithful and just to forgive you. But y'all look at the word if. If you, you must confess. You can't shout over it. You must confess. When I'm going to pay double tithes, you must confess. The truth of my grace, it was never intended for you to continue in sin and it was never intended for you to get to the point that you don't have to confess. Well, I've been, I've been, I've been saying 50 years, you still need to confess. Well, you, but Pastor, I was saved before you were even born. You still need to confess. 
what, what has happened to the church? Depositions have made food out of some folks. Oh, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm going to say something else. And I hope it don't apply to nobody. Facebook has made some people look stupid too. I'm going to say something without calling any names. This preacher reached out to someone in another state and say on Facebook, friend request. And her response was, are you crazy? You're the one that raped me when I was, what, 12 or 13. Guess what they did? They went to the house and locked him up. How stupid is that? Facebook, I thank God for Facebook. We're able to broadcast on Facebook. But some stuff on Facebook, y'all need to be careful. Some, y'all, I'm going to say this. Some people have lost respect for people because how they be carried on on Facebook. When the first lady have dressing. People say, that first lady so-and-so. When nobody seen it, wasn't on Facebook. She could have did that in the house, and then nobody know nothing. Oh Lord, y'all, y'all be surprised to know the stuff that come to me. Bitch, did you see so and so? Yeah, but I'm hoping you didn't. They, they want me to do. I'm supposed to call somebody and say, "Look, uh, you're supposed to be a missionary, and we saw you on Facebook." You, I'm not, I'm not calling that. You ought to have enough sense yourself. Yeah, I, I gotta stop. 1 Corinthians 15 and 10, the gospel of grace says, all of us can be saved. Before we go to 1 Corinthians, let's go to James 2. And I'm almost finished. I told y'all it wouldn't be long. James 2. The reason why I spend so much time when people say they want to be saved, I want to explain it because I see on TV, I saw it the other day. This man was leaving the sanctuary, but he's supposed to be anointed, right? Uh-huh. Thousands of people, he was leaving the sanctuary. And the whole section fell out. They blow on him. I guess they ain't brushed their teeth in about 10 days, but they blow on him. And the whole section just. Have y'all seen it? They blow into the person. In fact, one of our Benny Hinn was warned. Did y'all, y'all, y'all heard about that? Benny Hinn was warned. Somebody told him, but you don't stop playing, God's going to take you out of here. It was on national TV. Stop playing. And, and you can have a gift, but I, I, okay, I, I believe God. I, I believe God. God is her. He's a healer, and y'all heard about Paul? He was bit by a snake. He shook it off. Bring me the snake. When I see the snake coming, I'm, I'm going the other way. I'm not going to try God. Well, Paul did it. That, that snake might have been, not been Paul. I don't know. All I know, you don't deliberately test God. That worked for Paul because Paul was in the will of God and it wasn't nothing that he prompted. It just happened. 
But when you deliberately test God, you're single. And you tell her, I'll be over there in 15, 20 minutes. I'm through with that one. Let's go. Oh, my God. James 2 and 19. Thou believest that there is one God that doeth well, the devil also believe and tremble. To say you believe God don't make you say. Oh Lord. Oh Lord. The devil believe and tremble. But look what? But wilt thou, but will thou know, O vain man, that faith without works is dead. What is your work? What are you showing in your life when you say, I'm saved? Do your life exemplify that you are saved? All right. Let's go to, let's go to Romans. Go, let's go to Romans, the 10th chapter. Oh, I tell y'all, preach to the missionary. Y'all, we got to be careful. They come up to the altar. Y'all see it. Repeat after me the sinner's prayer. And they repeat the sinner's prayer. Pray the Lord, you are saved. Okay. I believe, I ain't talking about what I was taught. I believe that if you're saved, you ought to confess to us. I don't believe the preacher should tell you you're saved. I think you should tell the preacher you're saved. Uh oh, why, preacher? Because you want to know what happened in your heart. I know what you said, but God knows your heart. Romans 10 and 10 for with the heart, Man believeth unto righteousness. With the heart, you believe to the point that everything you do, you want to be righteous before God. The devil believes, but he's not righteous. The devil believes, but he has no works to prove that he believes. If you have faith and you believe, you ought to have works to show that you belong to God. You are a new creature. Place of the youth to go, you don't go no more. Old things have passed away. Behold what all things have become new. We're talking about grace. The same grace that works in us, it can work in you. We, we talked about Ed yesterday, all the talents that he had. Thank God, that was wonderful. But when it comes to the spirituality, the same grace for the black man, the white man, the poor, the rich, the boy, the girl, whoever. And guess what? It don't even matter what you've done. And anybody know it don't, it don't even matter. Guess what? You don't even look like you used to do that. That's what grace, grace will fix you up. Grace will clean you up. Grace will make you look like you were born saved. Knowing you were born in sin and shaping in iniquity. But somebody said, it's something about God's grace. With the heart, man, to righteousness and with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. And by conclusion, and I hope somebody got something out of this. The truth about grace it affects every last one of us. One of the things about grace, whether you are saved or not, you have already experienced God's grace. 
there's something that you have that will because of the grace of God. Can, can, can I get a witness here? Paul, Paul was the one that persecuted the church. But he said over 1 Corinthians 15 and 10, But by the grace of God, I am what I am. I, I, I know what I used to be. Oh, I was a rascal until I met him on the Damascus Road. But look at me now. By the grace of God, I am what I am. That's why you can't let the devil tell you you don't need to testify because you know what you used to be. The devil, the devil, do y'all know fear will freeze you up? Don't you know, those of you that have to minister sometimes, sometimes seem like your thoughts will be leaving you, and you know it's your time to minister, and you get, in fact, how many times have I sat down and realized there was something that I was going to say that I didn't say? Oh, it happens a whole lot of the time. And sometimes maybe when meant for it, we said or whatever, but the devil fights me all the time, y'all. Y'all think it's easy. I had a call from Deacon Hall the other day. He said, Pastor, how you doing? He said, everybody that's, that's going about their business, they don't realize what's going on with the pastor. I said, you, I said, you're right. I said, but God is keeping me and the people are praying for me. And y'all know, y'all, when things happen, especially like we had this week, y'all don't think that affect me? Oh, my God. I'm not no wimp. <laughs> oh, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. No, but I hurt like everybody else hurt. But somebody prayed for me. Had me on their mind. They took the time and prayed for me. I'm so glad you prayed. But y'all, I want y'all to get this in my clothing. We are living in a time that the devil don't want you to know the truth. He don't want you to understand the truth. He don't want you to live the truth. Satan was in heaven from the beginning. He was over the worship, y'all. They said even when he walked, he made music. But he exalted himself against God. And God kicked him and what? A third of the heavenly host out of heaven that's why he don't want you to go there. He know what it's like. He's been there, and he's trying to keep you from going there. But somebody need to have a made-up mind. For God I live and for God I die. Somebody need to say like Paul, I'll let nothing separate me from the love of God. Everybody standing on their feet. Now the song that I don't know, but I'm going to sing it anyhow. If you believe, you can be saved. For God will did so. Y'all believe that? God will did so. God will did so. If you believe, you can be saved. <laughs> because God will. It's so. How many of y'all believe that? God 
Will it so? God, He will it so. If you believe, you can, you can be saved. Oh, God. Because God will. It's all, I want to sing it one more time. God, if anybody want to be saved, we want you to come right now. Will it so? If you're not saved, will you come? God willed it so. Whoever you are, if you believe, you can. You can be saved. How do you know, preacher? Because God will. That so, Father God, in the name of Jesus, God, I pray for everyone under the sound of my voice, those that are not saved, that you would bring them under conviction. Give them a change of heart, a change of mind, a mind to repent, to receive you as Lord and Savior. God, let them know we're living in the last days and you're soon to come back. And all souls belong to you, God, but the soul that sinneth will surely die. Covered, God, in your precious blood. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your long suffering. Not willing that any should perish, but all should come to repentance. Touch those that are not saved, God, and give them a mind to seek you like never before. Do it, God. We'll forever give you the glory, the honor, and the praise belong to you. In Jesus' name we pray. All of God's people said,